Father, just want to thank you so much, Lord, for being here in this place. And uh, Lord, it touches me to see this body of believers here for one reason. It's to worship you, but also to hear from you. This moment, Lord, will you just give us understanding of your word? Because we know a lot of things about you, but we understand so little. Father, we just enlighten our hearts and our minds with understanding, Lord. That we may live according to your word with understanding. That understanding itself will be a way that our hearts can be convicted. And we may live by that a conviction of the word. Bless this moment, Lord, and those who have come to hear. In Jesus' name. In your Bibles, if you will. Those of you who don't know me, I am uh, Jerry, uh, Pastor Jerry for the Spanish ministry here in Alamo City. And um, I was here a few Sundays ago. But um, it's always, I tell you, it's always an honor just to, to be here in front of you, just sharing what Thousands and thousands of pastors around the world are doing this very day, and it's sharing the word of God, um, the word of the Lord Jesus Christ to his people. And, and, and to those who are hunger, who thirst for his righteousness, for his holiness. And um, it's, uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's just an honor to, to, to just be here at this moment with you guys. So God bless you guys. Um, Chapter 13, today we're going to talk about, well, that very thing, brothers, it's about really understanding the parable, chapter 13 of the book of Matthew, um, the parable of the sower, and it's really going to come down to understanding, is really what the parable is really going to come down to, uh, understanding, understanding what? The Word of God. We're going to look at some of the things here as to the problem and the reason why so many people cannot really do anything for God. They just can't. They are just hearers of the word of God, but not what? Doers of the word of God. See, they know things about God, but because they have no understanding, they can't do anything. Some of you who are mechanics... And even if you're not a mechanic, you know what a wrench is. And you know what it's for. Those of you who are farmers, you know what picks and shovels and all those kinds of tools are for, for farming, tractors and all that. And you know what they're used for. You see, understanding is also a tool in God's kingdom. If you don't have this, you're not going to know what to do with it, and you're not going to know what it's for. So we need to have 
God's understanding. We, need to have, we, need, we don't need, just need to know about God. We need to understand God. Understand him. <clears throat> Samuel Butler, an English author, said these words. Listen to this. I, th- I found it kind of interesting. A blind man knows he cannot see and is glad to be led, though it be by a dog. But he that is blind in his understanding, which is the worst blindness of all, believes he sees as the best and scorns the guide. That's amazing. That, I mean, that's just the reality. That is the fact. Boy, to think that you have understanding, you're worse than a blind man who accepts his blindness. You think you have understanding, but you don't, and that is just bad. This type of people shun guidance. You see, that is the truth about religion. They think they have understanding, but they, they, they scorn those who, who truly want to guide them. That's why they are blind guides. That's why they mislead people. And we're going to look at some of these things. We're going to look at some of these things that are, that are what's the cause of these things that are uh, taking place in the heart that keep us from truly understanding God. We're going to look at this a little bit. But I'm, I'm telling you that as long as your heart is not right, you cannot understand the Word of God as long. Therefore, if you cannot understand the Word of God, you don't know what it's for. You don't know what it's going to do. Therefore, you can't even trust it. So here in our church, we want you, we don't want you just to know about God. We don't want you to come to church just because you want to know things of God. We want your relationship with God to be truly deepened by understanding. To truly, to truly have a true relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, I tell this to the Spanish congregation here in our church. When it comes down to music, nobody goes to sleep. But when it comes down to preaching, you see people dozing off. Not everybody. As long as our emotions are engaged, our joy, our sadness, we're motivated, we're fine. But when it comes down to the word of God... To some, it's just boring. I tell you, those of you who have a, a hard time sleeping at night, just read the word, about, the word of God. You don't have to take nothing else. You'll probably doze off. I want you to look with me 
just quickly, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but uh, where I'm going to really concentrate on is the uh, explanation that gives, Jesus gives concerning the parable. But let's just look quickly look at the parable so that we can look into it. Verse, verse 3, well, look, look at verse 2, and I want you to notice this. It says, and a great multitude gathered to him so that he got into the boat and sat down and the whole multitude was standing on the beach. What do we see there? A whole multitude. And Jesus teaching to a whole multitude. I think it's kind of interesting. But not everybody knows about this Jesus. He heals. He does miraculous things supernatural things there's things there's rumors that jesus is the son of god that he truly is the messiah but again jesus takes this as a lesson to the disciples and he's going to teach them that just because there are multitudes that are following him many within these group of people this multitude do not truly understand they don't understand we are captivated. How many, how many times have we just amazed at these massive, well, there's thousands upon thousands of people that go to these massive churches and fill up these stadiums. Well, among those multitudes, this is also true. This is also true because, you know, it, the world knows about God. But they don't understand. There is no understanding. This is, this is what Jesus is observing here. And this is what Jesus is going to teach his disciples here. So I think that I, I just wanted to point that out to you. That there's a multitude here. And it's interesting how he's going to talk about understanding. About this parable. Because not many understand. And Jesus spoke to many things. Many things to, uh, to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell uh, beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. And others fell among, upon rocky places where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprung up uh, because they had no depth of soil. Look at verse 6. I think this one's kind of interesting. But when the sun... Had risen, they were scorched because they had no roots and they withered away. Let me ask you something. Is the sun bad for all plants? No. The sun is good. We need the sun. So the problem was not the sun here. It was what? The roots. It was where it was at. So the sun... We need the sun. Plant life to have life. We, it needs the sun. And we're going to look at that. Just remember that as, we look, as we're going through this. And others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and uh, yield a crop. A crop. Some a hundred, a hundredfold and sixty and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Man, who is that? He who has ears, let him hear. Who are these people? I want to see this. But it's those who have understanding that truly have ears to hear. 
They're sensitive to the word of God. They're very sensitive. They're sensitive to the word of God. And because they're sensitive to the word of God, they're sensitive to sin. They're sensitive to sin. They know when it's right. They know when it's offending God. They know that because they understand. Now the next, verses 11 through 16, you'll find that it's really Jesus is focusing on those that have issues understanding. They have ears to hear, but can't hear. They have uh, eyes to see, but can't see. And it is a fulfillment. He points out that it is a fulfillment of the prophecy that was talked about, from, that came about from the Old Testament. And, and who is he speaking about? Again, he's speaking about people, religious people, and the multitudes among those multitudes that are there, that they have eyes to see, but they can't see who he really is. They have ears and they're listening to the teachings of Christ, but they, again, they have no understanding of it. They have no understanding of it. Look at verse 17. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it. To hear what you hear and did not hear it. Look at verse 18. Hear then the parable of the sower. So now let's look at the explanation of the, of the sower. When anyone among those multitudes hears the word of the kingdom and does not what? Understand it. What happens when you don't understand it? The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in, in his heart. This is the one whom the seed was sown beside the road. Now notice this. Anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and does not understanding, that, uh, does not have any understanding, what happens to it? The devil comes. Now listen. You can't blame everything on the devil. You need to be responsible. So what do we see here? We see that the ground in which we fell on, it really is what? Talking about what? The heart. It's talking about the heart. Hearing with the heart. They hear, but they can't really hear. Why? Because where it's at. And where is it at? It fell by where? The road. So what does that mean? Well, because... If you are walking on a road, you have a destination to get to. You have a place to go to. You don't have enough time to pick up a seed and try to understand it. You have your own ways. You have your own uh, purpose in life in which you come to. You convince yourself of. You have your, you, you have your own set of goals already. It's, this is my way. So the person that, drive, that walks by this road means that, that it's a person that he's busy with his own life. You see, because understanding, it takes time sometimes. It takes persistence. It takes patience. You don't just understand something quickly. 
It's hardship sometimes. But in the end, it's worth it if you pick it up and embrace it. So what happens when the person is too busy with his own life, when he's on his own road? What happens? He has no interest in it. He's too busy. He's trying to figure out things for his own life. He's trying to understand his own ways. Therefore, he does not have enough time to try and understand this because it takes too long. He cares nothing for it. And if he cares nothing for that seed, what does Satan do? He does care. Satan does care and he'll take it from you. You see, these are the type of people who will never, never understand because their priorities are first. And not uh, trying to understand the word of God. Their priorities are first. These are people who hear the word of God and that's it. They try nothing to do to understand it. They have no patience for this. Because it takes too long. It takes, it takes me away from the things that I have to do. So the reason why Satan takes from you or takes this seed from these type of people is because you don't care for it. He's not stealing it because you care for it. He's taking it because you don't care for it. And he will take that and he will make sure you have no understanding of God. I'm, I'm telling you, he's taken from you something that is so precious and so valuable. But because this is not valuable to you, and other things in life are, your riches, your comfort, your religion, because those things are better than the word of God, you ignore it. You want nothing to do with it. And then when it comes down to suffering and things that you're going through in life, you blame God. You blame Christians. And you call them all kinds of evil things. These are the type of people who, although hearing about the things of God, care nothing about trying to understand God who God is, the nature of God, the Word of God. Understanding what? The Word of God, the things that you're hearing. So, so if this is the Word of God, it means it's a spiritual significance. It means that, that it requires that your heart would be truly transformed on the inside by the Word of God to uh, truly understand a true transformation has to take place in the heart. But it will never take place if you prioritize your ways first. Your desires. Let's look at the second one. And the one on whom the seed was sown on rocky places. This is the man who, again, here we go hears the word and immediately receives it 
with joy. That's emotions there. And yet hath no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when afflictions and persecutions arrive, uh, arise because of the word, immediately he falls away. That is just amazing. Remember how we talked about the sun? Well, the sun is necessary for plants. The sun is really not the problem. The problem was a root. We know that. And here we see the same thing, but this time he's explaining what the problem is. But if you notice, he talked about that he received it with joy. He hears the word and he receives it with joy. He hears the word and he receives it with joy. But, but, but what happened? What happened to that joy that he received from that word? These are the type of people who will, who will just accept certain types of things from the word of God. Or they get all excited about the Bible. And they get all excited about the riches and the prosperity. And they get all excited about all kinds of religious things or all kinds of Christian things in, in, in the Bible. Or, or the things that they hear from the word of God. Or the rumors that they hear about Christianity. And they're so filled with joy. But, but, but the problem is, again... Just because a person receives that word with joy does not mean that there's understanding in that person. That's why he fell away. Because it says that when affliction and, and, and troubles and, and the hardship came because of the word, his joy was gone. The very word that brought joy to him, now the affliction that came because of the word, has now, he has now lost that joy. The word of God will be tested. What you believe concerning the word of God will be tested. Amen? It will be tested. What you believe, what you hear and receive in your heart, if you received it, will be tested. This is, this is a joy that just came from the ears, but it's really not from, from because of the heart, because of understanding. You can get excited about a lot of things that you hear and not have any, any understanding about it. It's like when we lived uh, back in those days when, before we became Christians, we danced to a lot of music, especially now these days, to a lot of music that has so much profanity, so much cuss words, so many just pornography in music. And people are just joyous about it. They're so happy, but have no understanding. This, this, these type of people, it's evident that they're excited about what they hear. But when it comes down to the true nature of the word of God, when it's tested, you make no mistake 
when you are tested, when you are afflicted because of the word of God, I'm telling you, your joy will turn into mourning. Amen. That, this is the reality of Christianity. This is the truth about Christian living. This is the truth. It's not always about joy. These, these type of people think that, that Christians should never suffer. They should always have pro, be prosperous. They should never be sick. They should always uh, overcome mountains. I, I'm telling you, that is not the fact. That's not the truth. You know, I used to take all of God's word literal. I remember one time when I first became a Christian and I heard that Peter walked on water. And I tried that one day. The problem with me is that I'm not a good swimmer. So what I did is I started on the shores. I started on the edge of the water. Because I'm not a good swimmer. Just in case it didn't work for me. I'll just come right back. I'll walk out of that water. So I started taking steps on the water. Didn't work for me. I just started to go down. Well, I said to myself, I need to go a little bit deeper. Maybe the Lord will rise me up all spiritual. Got all spiritual that moment. Nothing happened. You know, why did I do that? Why did I think that? Again, understanding. Understanding the word of God. God is not going to do something just because I want to, I'm interpreting the scripture that way. Sometimes God will allow us to go way deep down. Go down in those valleys and he will allow us to, to go through some suffering. But I'm telling you, listen to me. When your faith your belief in the word of God, your understanding of the word of God is being tested. You will mourn sometimes. You will suffer. You will. You will lose that joy, that happiness that came because of the word of God. But these people, they did not. On the contrary, it says that they, they fell away. They were scorched. They became dry. Why? Because they did not have understanding. They didn't have understanding. Anybody, anyone who truly has understanding of God's word in their heart that comes from the heart of God, they will not fall away. Why? Because their understanding is based upon the reality of God's word. Their understanding is real to them. You see, when their joy finishes, when their joy finishes, someone who truly has understanding of God's word knows that they will be renewed again. Their joy will come to them again. They understand that God has got a plan and a purpose for their life, regardless of the suffering, regardless of the hardship. That's a person who truly understands. When trials and temptations and all kinds of things rise up against you and test your word, the word that you believe in, I believe that a true Bible-believing Christian, a Christian that has been led by the Holy Spirit, 
will pass through the hot sun, pass through the winter storms, hardship of life. Because he depends and he understands that there's something greater that is taking place in them. Because God is in control. I don't, I don't worship God just because these, I have these moments of joy. And then when storms comes, I will, I will no longer worship God because I have no joy. No, I will worship. I will bless the name of the Lord. When I have and when I don't have. When I cry and when I'm joyful. That is, I believe, true Bible-believing Christians. Those who are truly being led by the Holy Spirit. Brothers, I'm telling you, telling you. There is much more. There is much more in the Bible than than. than what, 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 uh, what we believe. There is much more. Our, our tiny little minds, we, we, we're not all going to comprehend everything. We're not going to understand everything. But I'm telling you, God is real. Jesus is real. I don't know if, if uh, there are some of you in this place that just don't feel, I remember t- uh, years ago, this young lady had told me, how is it, I've been going to church for all these years, and how is it that I look at these other people, and they're so joyful. They just seem that they have so much peace and calmness in them. Why can't I feel this way? Of course, I didn't know what to tell her at that time. Well, I don't know. Just keep going to church, I guess. I was fairly a new believer during that time. But, but a true believer will wait upon the Lord. I'm telling you, there's moments you will feel lonely, just like this young lady did. There will be moments you will feel lonely. But joy comes when? In the morning. Joy comes in the morning. After the night has come and you have fallen asleep, joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Where did we stop in verse, uh, we're going on what, 22? And the one on whom the seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man, again, here it is, here's the word, here's the word. And the worry of of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it becomes what? Unfruitful. What's the problem here? The riches the deceitfulness of the world. Choke the word. Here we have another one that has no understanding. Why? Because of the deceitfulness, because of the riches, because of the love of money. And again, here's the problem. They hear, but really can't hear. They cannot understand. All of this, what's keeping them from understanding is, is, is the love of money, it's the lust, the pride of life. 
They're just hearers. Again, we have these three things. All we have is people who hear, but they're not doers of the word of God. They have no conviction. There's no true understanding again in their life. See, because deceitfulness, it's something, you know, how is it that you can believe that nobody likes to live by a lie, yet many people live by it. Nobody likes to be lied to. I hate when people lie to me. I don't hate the person. I just hate when they lie to me because it, be, it can become so hurtful and deceiving to me. How is it that we hate to be lied to, but at the same time, many people live by that lie? See, because a lie will never present itself to be true. It has to be deceiving. It has to present itself as something to be true. And that's why we believe it. That's why we want to live by it sometimes. Now listen right quick. What's going to happen on this verse, last verse? And the, one who, and the one whom the seed was sown on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He is indeed, he indeed bears fruit and brings forth some hundredfold, some sixty and thirty. What's missing in this verse? I'm going to conclude with this. What's missing here? Look at the verse carefully. Because it says that it's on good soil, clean soil. What does that mean? What's missing here? From the, from the very three that we just, we just got through reading. What's missing here? Well, there's no road. There are no stones. And there are no thorns. It's a clean heart. You know what that means? It means a person who has truly examined the heart and has repented. Who has turned away. Who says, I no longer want to live my ways. I, I see that these riches are deceitful for my life. These stony areas that I've been having in my heart has prevented me from allowing me to understand the word of God. Remember I told you that understanding is a tool? You see, when you have understanding of God's word in your life, you're going to use that understanding to maintain your heart, to keep it clean, to preserve your heart. If you do not understand the word of God, notice what happened here. It gave fruit. It grew. No problem. These are the type of people who will see the fruit of God's joy even after the temptations and the trials and the suffering. These are the people who have overcome hardship and have waited upon the Lord. These are the people who truly have a true passion for Jesus. A true relationship with the Lord. This understanding is going to help you to preserve 
to keep your heart clean so that you'd see God's fruits of joy and love in your heart. You want to really experience the love of God, the true joy of God? Examine your heart and ask God to give you understanding. Stop with the religious system. Stop. Don't just come to church just to know things about God. Come to church to truly understand so that you can have, you can take that instrument and work your heart. Chip away, move away those stony areas in your life. The only way to truly experience God's love, God's relationship, God's joy, is to keep your heart clean by having understanding through the Word of God. Amen? I want to ask the prayer partners to come on up here. And I don't know, I don't know how this has ministered to you. Maybe this is, this is something that you already knew about it and the Lord just refreshed your heart and your mind with it and gave you new understanding about it as a believer, as someone who understands the Word of God. But maybe some of you, you need to start examining your heart. I'm telling you there's something much greater, much more wonderful, and it's that relationship with Jesus Christ. And until you truly deal with the things that are in your heart, until you start dealing with those things your own own ways, that stony heart or that heart that has those, those thorns that are deceitful, until you deal with all of that, you're never going to experience the true joy of God. You're never going to know the real God of Scripture, the real, the, the real Jesus. I hear a lot about Jesus in, in, in the, in the, uh, uh, on the radio, on television, and it's, it's always about and prosperity, and it's always about these emotions. But I'm telling you, it's not always like that. It's not. It's much more. You're going to have the only way you're going to truly know that you are rich in Christ is when you're suffering or after you've suffered, after you've gone through the most difficult things in your life. You wait upon the Lord. The only way you're going to wait upon the Lord is because you understand that he's in control. You understand that. So I'm going to have you, I'm going to pray, and I don't know if you want to come and just meet with somebody here and just let them know, look, listen, I, I just felt that the Lord wants to deal with my heart. I don't know if that's how you feel, but if you just feel that you, you just need to deal with your heart a little bit more, I'm asking you to look into your heart. Get away from that. And just come up here and just have one of these prayer partners and just pray for you and cry. Perhaps you need to cry. You've missed God. You've missed Him. Just need to be restrengthened. I hope that this was something that would encourage you to pursue the Lord even more.
Father, into your hands I place my brothers and my sisters and those who are hearers of your God, of your word today, that you would deal with them according to your will. And just strengthen them, Lord. Perhaps you are calling them. Love you, Lord. In Jesus' name.